This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire that was a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I am your host, coming everything sport, international and local. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or even if you're watching us, streaming live on the YouTube. Hope you're having a great day. Okay, what's coming up on the show today? So, we've got Habib Nurmagomedov. Now, it took me a while to say that name, but now that I've got it right, how can you look at an art, like an artist like this, a mixed martial artist like this, and not appreciate what the man has been through? Now, he's coming back in the ring in UFC 254 against Justin Gaethje. We're looking at this and we're comparing him to some of the greats, not just in mixed martial arts, but also the greats who, who overcame a lot of challenges, including family. People like Michael Jordan, people like Mike Tyson, all these people were le- legends in the game. And we're looking at them to see how we can compare Habib coming up to his massive fight and UFC 254 in Fight Island in the UAE. Next, also, we've also got NBA fans. Here you go. The LA Lakers versus Miami Heat. We know about the clash of the old rivals. Why is there a deja vu in there? How is it so relevant? And do the Miami Heat have a chance against LeBron James's LA Lakers? We have a look at that. On the third segment, we've also got something which is quite important, and that's monitors. Now, a lot of the times when we assess health and fitness, we kind of take a look and see what can help us you know, stay on track, what can help us monitor our progress, but are we looking too much into it? And is there something that's actually hindering our performance by being so obsessed with numbers? All that and more on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. On Pulse 95. 95. Oh, he loves the fire that- this is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time. Salam, welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show. Three to four. You know when to catch us. Now... When we look at sports and when we look at athletes, we sometimes focus on the greats. And amongst the greats is the challenges they face. In those challenges, from family to work to politics, unfortunately, that we have to face. There's so many factors. Now, one of the guys under the spotlight now is Habib Nurmagomedov. Now, why is he such a great in the sport that he represents? It's because when we look at him as an athlete and as a character, there's more to the character than just what you see in the cage. A family man, a person who isn't motivated by money and isn't motivated by the fame. However, saying that, the person who is quite enigmatic in his approach, what keeps him in the sport, especially with a lot of people saying that Habib is only two fights away from retirement. Now, the the the, the champion who's 28 unbeaten is anticipated to make his comeback for the UFC 254 on October the 25th in Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. Now, however, 
He's facing Justin Gaethje, someone who is very unpredictable, very unorthodox in his own way, but also someone who's quite raw as an athlete. Now, the interim belt holder, Justin Gaethje, is going to be in the title fight with Habib for the unification. However, when we look at this, this matchup, there's something that we probably didn't expect in terms of taking your opportunity, seizing the moment. And that's what Justin Gaethje did by defeating Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson was supposed to fight Habib in what would have been stylistically a very interesting fight, especially with how he maneuvers, he switches stances, and he's able to actually go high and low on different levels in his fighting patterns. Now Justin Gaethje beats uh, Tony Ferguson, now is facing Habib. But what is it about Habib that draws us in as fans? Now, when we're looking at that, we know that Habib hasn't been active since UFC 242. And we also know that he's just turned 32 in September. And as you know, when we get a little bit more mature, a little bit more older, we have to be a bit more careful in how we move and we know what our strengths are. And everyone knows what Habib's strengths are, but not many people have been able to stop him. And clearly with a 28 unbeaten run, you kind of know that he is a master of his craft. But since Habib has lost his father, unfortunately, you know, Allah Hamoud, we also think of some of the greats who've lost their mentors, some of the greats who've lost their parents or people that maybe changed you know, their mindset or maybe even made them feel like they had to look elsewhere to get that motivation. Habib's father was someone who had a huge say and a huge role in his life and in, in, in teaching him the arts that he knows, but also keeping him grounded. And one of the most amazing things about Habib's personality is the way he keeps grounded and stays very humble in the sport that he's in. When we look at people like Mike Tyson, and one of my all-time favorites, you look at Mike Tyson and, and how his career developed and also, you know, flourished. And it flourished through so many different things. But Customato was one of the people that got Mike Tyson, you know, in his element, focused, ready, steady to fight. And not only that, block out anything else and detach himself from all the factors that could be distracting. Now, I don't think Habib normally is distracted, but I think having his father around made a huge influence. Now, how he uses that to be able to get back in the ring is what's very intriguing about this fight. And also being the fact that, will we see an emotional side of Habib, which we don't normally see? Yes, he might have been reactive when it came down to the Conor McGregor kind of uh, feud that was very, very publicized and, and faced bans, etc. But when it comes to the emotional side, the emotional fitness, this is what I'm really intrigued by to see how he will respond to getting back in the ring against Justin Gaethje. We know it's going to be a different lead up to the fight because Justin Gaethje doesn't engage in trash talk, in getting people riled up. But we still know that whatever happens in this fight could either be one fight away from Habib's retirement. And there has been so much talk about it. And there has been rumors that Habib is, is ready to pack in. But I just feel when the sport is embedded in you, it's more than that. And I wonder how he will respond. But what do you guys think? Text us on 4215, lot or do, or slide into my DMs at Omar Durio, Pulse 95 Radio. And let me know, how do you think Habib's return will be against Justin Gaethje? We are, uh, you know, a month away, but I'm so excited. And I was thinking about this, especially having had by Island over here recently with Adesanya versus Costa. I wanted to see what kind of mind frame he's at. We know he's training. We know he's out here in the UA getting his mind right, getting his body right. But who do you think is going to win out of that? We link him to the greats of Mike Tyson. We link him to the greats of Michael Jordan. And we know how they responded as athletes when they lost their mentors or parents. But how do you think Habib will respond coming up to this fight? Let us know on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. 
is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he lifts the fire, then what's a goal? This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host coming everything sport, international, local. Thank you everyone who's tuned in on the YouTube, live on Pulse95 Radio. And thank you for those that are tuned in on 95FM as well. Right, basketball fans, talk to me. <laughs> Tell me, how are you feeling with all uh, the, the, the build-up, the lead-up to the finals now with LA Lakers facing the Miami Heat? It's, it's almost got a sense of old rivalry, deja vu, bringing back two greats into the finals finally and also not only that the history behind it so 2013 2014 they met in the eastern conference finals we know about that we also know it was a different time and players were in different clubs and amongst those players was the infamous lebron james but not only that where were the coaches at so for example indiana coach frank vogel faced off against eric spolstra's miami heat now why is that relevant because lebron represented and led the heat to two wins in both series. Six years later, they are back in the finals. Now, Vogel was dismissed by the Pacers in 2016, and Orlando, he was there for two years before coming to the Lakers. LeBron, on the other hand, he left Miami for Cleveland, then made it four straight finals, then moved back to the left coast. So, so where are we at now? You know, it's, there's so many things, you know, uh, leading up to this. Is it a foregone conclusion with Anthony Davis back in there with the Lakers being normally quite giants? You kind of feel that sometimes we have a saying that you kind of lose the battle in the tunnel before you even stepped out on the court, before you even stepped out on the field. It's kind of similar like that when you look at the greats that have represented not just the Heat, but the Lakers. He won the Eastern Conference title on Sunday and a day after that, the Lakers won the Western Conference. So that puts it very, very nicely. And, and James is looking for his fourth title, but so are the Heat. And they're both four wins away. And that kind of leads me to ask you the question, are there any more upsets in sport? And, and why is it that we kind of feel almost like when the favorite wins the, the game or the match or the, or the fight, we kind of feel a bit disapp- disappointed. But when the underdog wins, we're kind of so excited. So there's so many factors here that lead into it. And I'm also surprised with a lot of the talk that's been, and I have shout out to RR and Ray, and of course, Big Hass from Yalla Home, who's always talking about the NBA Finals, always talking about the NBA and how exciting it is. And you've got to be real fans on this side of the world to be able to watch these matches because they're on on the early times in the morning because it's in the US. But why is it that we've reached a certain point now where when it comes to these these superstars that are coming out, the, the young MVPs, all these people, LeBron James is always there. But he, for some reason... Not everyone acknowledges him in the same bracket as your Jordans or as your Kobe's, especially, you know, recently with what we saw with the with the last dance and and also we saw with, with Kobe, you know, passing away and everything. You sometimes you tend to to value the presence that someone has on and off the field. 
LeBron has had his fair share of critics, but at the same time, what he does off the field is just as important on the field. And even going as far as people saying he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest athlete, let alone basketball player, out presently active at the moment on your TV screens, on the courts. And that's why I'm kind of surprised that coming into this, it's not a foregone conclusion, but it does tell me that surely if the LA Lakers do defeat the Miami Heat, We've got to put some respect on uh, LeBron James, even for those that may not be LeBron fans. And that's where I'm kind of at it. I see that a lot in sports. I see that a lot when it comes to coaches dealing with superstars. But I also feel that sometimes people like LeBron James is the coach on the court as well as the player that he is. And that's where I saw him against, I think it was Jimmy Grant the other day after um, winning, he kind of spoke to him about the game and without even time to reflect on what's happened, he was able to switch off and then switch back on again into, you know, the man rather than the athlete. And I kind of respect that. So what do you guys think? 4215 at the or do or slide into my DMs at Omar Dury or Pulse95 Radio and let me know who's going to win four games away from being super champions here. Let me know. That's Omar Dury. I'll be right back after this. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Aduri on Pulse95. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Salam, welcome back to the Halftime Show. Though, Maldur, I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local. Wow, what a show we've had today. We've spoken about Habib Nurmagomedov, not just the fighter, but the man himself and how he will respond to Justin Gaethje in UFC 254 here in the UAE. We also spoke about the LA Lakers versus Miami Heat for all the NBA fans that were excited about that and excited about seeing how that series is going to go. But also, we're going into discussing When it comes down to getting into health and fitness, sometimes we're kind of obsessed with numbers. We're obsessed with seeing what's going to move forward, how we're going to do things, how we can track our progress. Now, to some extent, that could be very, very beneficial. I'm sure you've heard of the apps, um, MyFitnessPal, et cetera, et cetera, all these kind of things that help track your food and help track your training. But to some extent, some people get quite obsessed with it. And when they get obsessed with it, it takes over their life. Now, where do we draw the balance? For me personally, in my opinion, I, I do have a track monitor. I do have something that heart rate monitor, which assesses all my details as long as I don't lose it. And I have lost it before and it changes my mindset. But I do have that. And what, what that does for me, it helps me track my calories only when I'm training to be able to give me a monthly goal. So for example, I might have 20,000 or 25,000 calories to burn just from training in that month. Now, some people might find that a lot. Some people might find that too little. However, it's what I set for myself. So therefore, it's my target. Now, saying that, when I have lost my sensor, when I have lost my monitor, I've almost lost focus. (laughs) And that is so surprising because I feel regardless of my effort, regardless of how how hard I work, I'm going to lose those stats. And it's, it's played a huge part in how I track things. Now, normally you see what zones you're in. You kind of assess so many different factors. You kind of assess where you're at. 
But it's not just that. It's also the fact that looking at all these things, are we getting carried away by it? Four, two, one, five, hit the salat or do, or slide into my DMs and let me know. Are we getting carried away with track monitors and heart rate monitors and apps and Fitbits and all sorts of things? Because for me personally, I know it does very, very good for me. But the moment that I'm not wearing it, I kind of feel like it takes away, you know, a lot of what I'm trying to do. And it has happened in the past. And I was kind of thinking about that. And I wanted to know what works for you. Do you assess it on how you feel? And if so, how do you track that? Or do you use a heart rate monitor? Do you use something that's going to calculate the calories or distance if you're a runner? How do you go by that? And it's also when it comes down to things like strength training or yoga, you might not always get the best stats, but it doesn't mean you always you don't get the best performance. And we talk about that a lot on the halftime show. And that's why I wanted to bring it forward to you guys. Let me know what you think. 4215 hit the salat or do or sign to my DMs at Omar and let me know. And also, guys, this Saturday, the vibe show is coming out. You know, Big Hass from Yellow Home is going to be here on the half, uh, not on the halftime show, on Pulse 95. I wish he was here on the halftime show. On Pulse 95, 6 to 7. Make sure you check him out. Great show. If you're talented, if you can sing, if you can act, if you can, if you can do anything that has a skill set to it. We've got competitions going away. Make sure you tune in to that because that's going to be awesome. Right, guys? I'll give you a break and I'll be right back after this. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves to fire that this is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. Salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. Right. Okay, what a show. If you're just tuning in and you've missed out on the show, don't worry. You can catch all our shows as they get uploaded on Pulse95 Radio on the YouTube channel, but also as a podcast, if you prefer an audio, you can get it on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Rami, and Apple Podcasts as well. So make sure you check those out. And if you like them, share it, like it, subscribe to it, and let us know how you feel about it. Because remember, this show be nothing without you guys. Right. So when we started the show, we spoke about Habib Nurmagomedov and especially comparing him to the greats such as Michael Jordan, such as Mike Tyson. We look at a common pattern and it's mentors. And when it comes down to mentors, they play such an important role. So when their time passes, how does the athlete respond? And coming up to UFC 254 versus Justin Gaethje, we will find out how Habib has reacted to it. Because sometimes people bottle it up and they don't express it emotionally. Now, this is where emotional fitness comes in. We spoke about that on the first segment. On the second segment, we spoke about the LA Lakers versus Miami Heat in the finals, which has got NBA fans going crazy. In the third segment, we spoke about how we are reliant so much on devices, how we're reliant so much on heart remotes, and is that a good thing or a bad thing, and where do we draw the line? And that came from personal experience as well. Wowzers! <laughs> what a show we've had already for you guys. Um, what I do want to say is, there's a lot of a lot of things that we kind of base the show around. Obviously, we base the show around what's happening currently, like the football, like the basketball, like uh, mixed martial arts, boxing, tennis, cricket. But whenever you guys feel like you want to hear more of something, feel free to drop us a comment. Let us know what you want to hear more of. We'd love to base the show around on your opinions. I even sometimes go up to fitness fanatics. 
health enthusiasts, well-being experts, and say, what is it that you would like to hear more of? What topics do you feel like we're not talking about enough? And that's where I get my inspiration sometimes. So shout out to everyone who's helped out with that. And I'm always open to hearing more and more about how we can help you guys. You guys are awesome. That's me. I'm wrapping up here from the halftime show. Obviously, a little bit of a different uh, background as you're used to seeing, but we back in the studios this Saturday, inshallah, three to four. Make sure you catch me on Pulse95 Radio and the YouTube channel, Pulse95Radio.com and 95FM. Can't wait to see you guys. All the best. Have a blessed day and I'll see you soon. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m. 